Hello and welcome back to the Down the Roads podcast. This week we were talking about uh, UFC 272 and uh, we're just going to jump right into it. We're gonna, only going to talk about the main card, but we are going to bring up some prelims. So uh, Noah, I know you wanted to bring up some prelims. So let's get started with that right away. Yep, dude, I got a couple that I'm going to throw out. Uh, shout out, I should say. Um, Tegir uh, uh, was, of course, Khabib's boy. Well, the first thing I should start off with is Khabib Nurmagomedov getting inducted into the uh, UFC Hall of Fame. Uh, that's huge. That's big. We knew it was going to happen, and it's already happening in 2022. So he's the first one that will be inducted in July. Um, and then Tagir, when Bekov was one of his boys, you know, everybody kind of thought he was going to beat up Tim Elliott, and he lost to Tim Elliott. Um, and Tim Elliott beat him up in wrestling fashion. Like, he's like, more of like a submission artist, and he, but he gets submitted a lot, but he came out and he out-wrestled one of Khabib's boys. It's kind of just goes to show that just because you train with Khabib or out of his camp, that doesn't mean you're going to be dominant and, and win every fight, you know? So this was kind of a huge booster for Tim Elliott, who's lost a lot of close ones. But um, Umar Nurmagomedov, on the other hand, did not disappoint Khabib Nurmagomedov's cousin. Uh, he won beat Brian Kelleher easily, submission first round. Uh, no surprise there. Uh, he got the win. And then Marina Moraz, you know, from Ukraine. I just want to shout out. Hold her. on, really quick, really quick, really quick, before we skip over this. So, how much do you know about Umar Urmagomedov? Uh, no, uh, he's kind of new in the UFC, but I still know quite a bit about him. Okay, because I was just going to ask because he's. I'm looking at the card right now. He's 14 and 0, mm-hmm. and I mean, obviously, that's really impressive to do. I don't know how many fights he's had in the UFC, though. Two. Two? Yeah. Okay, that's still pretty impressive. I mean, to win all your fights in your, when you're an amateur and then make it to the UFC. I mean, obviously, he's got a cousin who would help prop him up to the UFC, but still, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, so he's got two dominant wins, but he, he's kind of a dominant as a fighter as well, kind of like Khabib. So he, he finishes people and he gets pretty big wins. Um, but Is he a submission dominant. artist just like Khabib? Yeah, like a ground and pound submission type of guy. Definitely a grappler wrestler, you know, out, out of Russia, you know. So he definitely got that in his belt. Most of them don't really, you know, they don't got the best boxing. But if you put it together, man, it can be really dangerous if he gets his boxing going. But, yeah, he took him down, submitted them in the round one really quick. So, and then the only other fight I was going to throw out is just Marina uh, Mraz because she won and she held the Ukraine flag and gave a pretty cool speech for uh, her family back home in Ukraine. So I thought that was pretty cool. So. Uh, yeah, those three fights were probably the biggest standouts to me other than the main card. Yeah, I mean, obviously, crazy stuff going on in Ukraine. So, obviously, yeah. the show here, I mean, everybody's paying attention to what's going on over there. Um, there's one fight in particular I want to call out from the prelims. Um, Noah, I want you to say the guy's names because I can't. Yeah, uh, Nikolai, and then uh, his last name is hard to pronounce. It's like it's like uh, Negumaranu. Uh, okay. And then uh, who's the other one? Kennedy. Oh, and, and Jack Tuchel. And, okay. or, and Jack okay. Tuchel. All right. So here's what happened to me last night. So my friend Kayvon, who we wanted to get on last week, he had a, a kickboxing match last night. And so, of course, I went there to support him. And uh, I've been to these events before, Noah. I mean, Noah's brothers have been, Noah's brother, specifically Cody, has uh, been in a couple different fights where, you know, we've got to go and watch him, uh, you know, amateur stuff, obviously. But, uh, you know, it's 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 fun to see. And so this is the first time I've went for Kayvon. He's had a couple of small things. Um, he was currently 0-1. He had a couple, like, tournaments or whatever. Whatever. You know, we could have got him on. He didn't come on, so I'm not going to boost him. Uh, so we'll go to the fight, though. And um, his fight's number two. So I, I plan on just going there, watching one fight, or watching his fight and then leaving. So the first fight was just absolute trash. And so you you get to see, like, these guys at this lower level, th- there's a reason why they're not making it up farther. 
because I mean the first fight was just bad Noah like the guy the guy in the blue corner would always like when he heard like the clapping for like 10 seconds left he would just stop fighting because he thought like the fight was over and he was punching him like with no power he was like right like this, like this. it was bad but anyway so, so Kayvon's fight was second and uh I got into it pretty bad I was I was the the guy Kayvon was fighting kicked him in the nuts which yeah. is you know frowned upon and he's like standing in the corner and Noah I'm like I'm giving him the business I'm giving him the finger I'm, I'm yelling at him we're pretty close I'm like you you suck you're horrible you're terrible and he like he finds me in the crowd and points at me he's like wants to tear off my head I'm like oh what you gonna do and so like somebody from his like corner was yelling at me to watch my mouth and I was like you ain't gonna do nothing I mean we're I'm in like the heat of the moment like in actuality they start like trying to beat me up I'm gonna get killed <laughs> so that's hilarious though that's a funny story bro but but well anyway so after three rounds they tied but I mean Kayvon lost the third round but he definitely won the first two but they tied but in kickboxing apparently if you tie three rounds you get a fourth round. It was pretty interesting. Kayvon eventually, he won the fourth round. He won the fight. Um, it was nice to see because I, I thought it was going to be rigged against him because the like the announcer was like giving high fives to the that dude's <laughs> corner and stuff. And the guy took the fight on short notice because the other guy Kayvon was going to fight. was uh, He bowed out of the fight for whatever mm-hmm. reason. So I, I just want to shout that out because then I got home to watch this prelim that I just brought up at the beginning of this. And the um kennedy poked the nikolai in the eye uh, a couple times apparently i missed the first time and nikolai like could barely see out of one of his eyes and he still fought back and ended up winning this fight uh with decision and i just thought it was just an interesting thing to bring up i thought it was cool to see that because then eventually we'll see that um in our co-main event later on but uh it, it just it's crazy to see how it happened twice in the same night so yeah and that's why I want to bring up that fight, Noah. Yeah, I, mean, I know it's it kind of a long story, but no, yeah, I actually enjoyed that, and it's funny, you know, here get into it. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the those fights, I was kind of bummed out because I didn't get to see the whole card. The Heat game was on at the same time at seven, and they played my dad's team, the Sixers, so I had to watch that game. You know, the Heat did win. You know, I'm glad that the Heat, Miami Heat pulled off the win. Big wager game for me, my dad's team. But if it was in, probably another game, I would have watched it. But yeah, this was such a good card, and I was, I was like, they got to put. I wish I could, you know, make the schedule so I don't you know, have my teams come on at the same time as you see, but uh, yeah, it sucks to miss though. So I kind of relied on you to hear about that fight because I didn't see it at all. Well, and what, what I'll say is like, what's great about ESPN plus is that you can watch all those replays, but you can't watch the freaking, uh, the, um, the pay-per-view unless you pay for the pay-per-view. So you mm-hmm. can't even watch the replays of the pay-per-view and maybe you'll be able to watch them in like a week or something, but I couldn't watch them for this. And one thing, just to finish that story, once the dude lost the fight, he like was exiting and like was walking right towards me and I was just like okay I wanted to stare at him to be like oh I'm not intimidated like you're 30 pounds heavier than me you'd whoop my ass but uh so I'm like staring at him though I thought he was gonna like slug me I was like I I was prepared for him to slug me but he didn't he walked right past me I was like okay cool then I'm walking out to my car after that fight I'm like okay he's gonna shoot me (laughs) I got into his head but uh, no of course no I was just overreacting again I'd get my ass whooped so, all right. All right. You ready to talk about the, the main card, Noah? Dude, I'm ready. All right. I'll let you obviously take it away. I'll, I'll start with, I'll, I'll say what the fight was. I'll let you talk about it. Uh, I did watch all of these fights. I just, some of them, I had to watch replay. Um, all right. So the first fight was Greg Hardy versus uh, Sergei Spivak. 
And uh, I probably said his last name wrong too. I'm going to say everybody's Goodbye. last name wrong. <laughs> but uh, what'd you see in this fight? This fight, you know, not much to talk about fight wise. Sergey or Sergey Spivak just came in here and uh, kind of just, you know, uh, shockingly to me because I thought this was going to be a lot closer fight or kind of a bounce back fight for Greg Hardy losing his last two contract problems coming up about if they're going to sign him to more fights or what. He comes out, man, and Sergey uh, just dominated him. Greg Hardy loses, gets quick, you know, dropped, and, you know, it's just started pounding on him. And I don't know if Greg Hardy was necessarily out because, like, you see his eyes roll back and he kind of, like, gets up. I never saw him get, like, knocked out, but I guess the TKO damage just led him to be maybe a little unconscious. But Sergey's looking good, and Greg Hardy's on the downfall. Three fights uh, lost in a row now. So, I mean, I don't know what's going to go on for Hardy, man. Uh, maybe it's a little bit of karma, you know. I mean, how much do you want to kick a guy while he's down for what he did to his wife? Hopefully he's learned from it. You know, you can say that all, all you want, but it's not working out in the UFC. You know, people, heavyweights here, they, they punch back, man, and he's on a three-fight skid, so. Well, the only thing I can really say about this fight, obviously, um, in our, our last podcast, I didn't even know who Greg Hardy was, the football player even. And so just just watching this fight, I mean, Spivik, whatever, you know, he, he, he controlled the fight. I mean, and Hardy, in my opinion, just didn't belong. Now, maybe he didn't actually get knocked out. Maybe it was called too early. Um, I can definitely see maybe they should have gave it another minute. But again, I, I saw, I watched a live replay. So I didn't get to see the replay of like, you know, what was going on. Because again, I couldn't watch it on ESPN Plus. So, uh, oh, there goes Noah. Oh, he's back. Man. All right. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So Greg Hardy just didn't feel like he belonged. That's all I got to say. All right. So the next fight, Alex Oliveira versus Kevin Holland. Uh, this fight ended in the second round due to a KO or a TKO. What'd you see in this fight? Yeah, man, this this one was actually uh, kind of surprised because I thought Kevin Holland was going to kind of dominate from the start and kind of uh, kind of show more of his wrestling side in this fight. But Alex Oliveira, you know, because Holland coming down a weight class, Oliveira being smaller, Oliveira held his own in that first round especially. And he actually took Holland down and kind of controlled him towards the end of the round as well. And Holland was even mad at himself for giving up his bag and such. But Holland, you know, did what he did, came out in the second round and kind of took over early on in the second round. And uh, he, he got the, he got the, you know, knockout to get over Oliveira. Um, and Oliveira, just all I can say about him is he's a good guy, you know, immediately after he lost and he was aware, he went up to him and congratulated them and they hugged. And, and Holland talks a lot of crap, but he's a good guy too. You know, he, he, he's a good sportsmanship too. Um, good to see Holland back on the winning side though, man. This, he needed this as well. And this might be his weight class because he looks pretty good at this weight class compared to fighting people that are a lot heavier than him. He looked, he was a heavier one. He makes the weight class just fine. So he looks good at this weight class and this might be his new home. Yeah. I mean, I don't have too much to say on this fight. I, you know, it was an okay fight from what I saw. Mm -hmm. uh, we can move on to the next one if, if you want. Uh, the next one was uh, Edson Barboza versus Bryce Mitchell. This, what's interesting is the next three fights all ended in a decision. Uh, all the whole, whole fight got got played out so i think that's pretty cool um one other thing i want to bring up is uh joe rogan finally announcing in the ufc again you know before he was a podcaster he was a ufc announcer and before that he was a bunch of other stuff comedian and stuff but uh it just it feels right he says a lot of weird stuff like the the woman fight in the prelims uh hold on really quick that was uh marina rodriguez that fight uh, one of them got kicked in like their, you know, their area. And Joe Rogan was just like, oh, that's, that's worse. Like, I'm almost okay when a guy gets kicked there, but <laughs> that was just really bad. And I'm just like, he kind of says some questionable stuff, 
But, you got to hear, you got to listen to Michael Bisping talk too. He was all over the place and he, he kept messing up. They go, no, that's not true. But he go, oh, I'm sorry. It's just funny. You know, it's, it's awesome, yeah, but, but they're funny. It's still, it's still fun to have him back though. I, I do oh, enjoy yeah. him in that role. Is, is just what I was trying to get at. Yeah, I, sometimes I sometimes I, I, I agree with people when they say Joe's biased. He can, like, if he's really close to a guy, he can talk bias him, but he, he's knowledgeable. Uh, it's just right when he's there announcing the weigh-ins and everything, so I agree. Yeah. All right, so what would you see in uh, the Barboza-Mitchell fight? Uh, this fight, man, if you're not a fan of either one of these guys, you know, they're both good guys. Uh, I, I really, if you don't know about Bryce Mitchell, please go listen to his post-fight press conference. He gave up. He's given up. He was going to say giving up half his purse, which I believe was forty five thousand to kids uh, in Arkansas with with medical issues. Um, I believe those cancer. I'm not sure the exact what he said. Uh, maybe just medical issues, and uh, that's huge, man. And he Dana White came to him. Shout out to Dana for saying that. Don't give your money. I'm gonna give forty five thousand himself for it. And then Bryce Mitchell, uh, Mitchell went on to say, I'm still gonna give some money even after he said that. So he's just a good guy, um, big conspiracy theorist. Uh, Bryce Mitchell list, maybe people don't like it for that. I know that was big talk on this, but if you, I mean, if you look past that, I'm a conspiracy conspiracy guy too. I know TJ is not really, but um, if you can look past that for people that don't like that, he's a good guy and he's doing a lot of good for the world. And Edson Barbosa is a good guy too. I know I'm talking not really about the fight, but um, I say this just because uh, that you couldn't get two better guys like fighting for your for this. Our, our Edson Barbosa and Bryce Mitchell after the fight, just good, 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 good people. But other than that, man, Mitchell looks good, man. He came in. Pretty much dominated Barboza from start to finish, and we haven't seen anybody do that to Barboza since Khabib, or even before Khabib. No one did that, so he looks dominant, looking like a. Uh, you know, I sometimes I get sick of hearing everyone say someone dominating is like Khabib, but I mean, he really is looking like at fifty-five pound division, like maybe a little Khabib coming up. But uh, um, Mitchell, he ate a lot of late kicks. Barboza is one of the best kickers in the game, so I want to shout out that for Barboza too. Other than that, Mitchell's looking good. Well, the, the only thing I can add on to that is just the fact that if you're not a fan of wrestling, this this wasn't the fight for you. I mean, he dominated in the way that he's 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 hurting him while standing up, and then he was taking him to the ground and just controlling the rest of the fight. Like, yeah. I mean, that's what I saw from the replay. And I was just, I'd skip where they were wrestling because not too much was happening. And it, it was the majority of the fight was just him controlling nonstop on the ground. So yeah. I definitely and, and- see the comparison. And, and what I like about why, what I kind of like about the comparisons, which I mean, uh, during the fight, I remember my brothers kind of said some things, but you could also see some things where it's like, is a lot of people will just wrestle and they'll try to hold, stay on top of you, but he's switching positions. Khabib would hold your hand and hit you and like put you against and get you where he wants you. Mike Mitchell was kind of doing similarities. So that's, that's the difference between like somebody who's wrestling and looking for the next step compared to someone who's just out there trying to, trying to hold you down and be boring. He's yeah. looking for the, looking for the next step in, in dominant fashion. So. I do agree. I do agree. I, I, like I said, I skimmed through it just to, to yeah. just watch it before we got onto the podcast, but I mean, I do agree. Um, all right. So the next fight, this is one I was pretty excited for. And I got, I started watching about halfway through just cause stupid streams. I couldn't find the right one. Um, so Renato Moncano versus Rafael Dos Anjos. Uh, I want obviously I want to hear Noah's opinion and then I'll talk about it a little bit afterwards. Yeah, to me, this is like the, the the fight of half boring, half exciting. It's like there's so many moments where I'm like, are they going to do something? There's so many moments where I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, especially going to that fifth round. Now, I believe the fight should have been stopped. I am 100% on that. It, it, you look at his eye, one bad punch could ruin his eye or eyesight permanently uh, or part of it. I think it should have been stopped. The, the doctor, I wish, would have taken it in more into his hands instead of leaving it up to Moikano. But Moikano is the type of guy that if he could fight, and you give him a chance, he's gonna fight. And that fifth round, man, all as, as dominant as Rafael Dos Anjos was the first four rounds, Moy kind of probably probably won that fifth round just because of the way he he held mm-hmm. his own on the feet, rocked him in towards the end, 
and not really rocked him, but I mean hurt him per se. And and, and that was just a a good a good fight for Dos Anjos, but a, but a bad way to end the fight. I wish he, he probably wishes he could have been more dominant that fifth round. But Moicano is a fighter. Um, he took this fight on short notice and to look that uh, look uh, ha- uh, make Dos Anjos look uh, the way he did in the late fifth round. Uh, and one could Dos Anjos should be the one with the great cardio. Um, was just pretty impressive. But other than that, Dos Anjos was the dominant win and kind of like we expected. What I'll say about Dos Anjos is just the fact that. Like I, I, the announcers were talking about this a little bit, but I think it was a lot of bit of respect. Like you don't expect a guy who literally like his, his whole eye is like messed completely up. You don't expect him to come out there and be swinging to the fences and trying to kill you. Like Moncano was, if he had a six round, I do believe he probably could have knocked out Rafael because he was going after like, and then you saw it after the fight. Like the, the trainer comes in, tries to wipe off his face, and Moinkano was like, get get the hell out of here. I'm pissed off. I didn't finish him. I needed just one more minute. I didn't get the extra minute. And, you know, fight's over. And, uh, and yeah, the doctor comes in and goes like, he can see out of that eye. It's reasonable to stop the fight, but he can see out of that eye. Don't give me that bullshit. That man, his eye was completely messed up. Like, yeah. and like you said, one more punch in a bad way could have like really ruined his eyesight. Yeah, so. and, and I kind of want to shout out Dos Anjos because I might just be saying this because maybe it's my perception, but to me, in the fifth round, it looked like Dos Anjos wasn't trying to hit him that's, as much. Yeah, that's like what I mean. of, yeah. yeah, that's what you said, and I was going to say that's like credit to that statement because it really looked like Dos Anjos was holding back, but that I don't want to discredit anything Moicano did in the fifth round because he was still letting some power shots and, and hurting him. So uh, credit to Moicano for that fifth round, but other than that, it was just total domination from Dos Anjos, taking him down to the ground, holding him, doing some ground and pound, but... uh. I would have been interested to see um, Islam Mahakachev step in instead of instead of, of uh, Moicano. It would have been a little bit more interesting. They've been scheduled to fight a couple times before. Didn't get to happen. Uh, Islam tried to say that Dana White didn't stay up, but Islam Dana White isn't the matchmaker. He, you know, you gotta if you want to take the fight, you take the fight, and you you don't make excuses for why you're not fighting. So, but uh, Islam's a beast, and he probably would have beat it. Beat it. He probably would have beat those Anjos. He probably would have beat it. <laughs> All right. You want to talk about the main event now? Of course, that was yeah. the co-main event. In my opinion, a, a better fight from what I watched anyway. But the Col- Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal fight, it kind of had a similar arc in my opinion where um, Colby dominating the fight, Masvidal kind of had a surge really, really late, but just couldn't do enough. And yeah. obviously, I want to hear what you what you got. Yeah, I, I, I really kind of think, I don't know how this one fight of the night. I think we saw some other pretty good fights throughout the night, and this was fight of the night. I think it just went fight of the night just because of the hype. Yeah. I was so excited for this fight. I wish it would have been a little bit more better than what I thought, but it was kind of what I expected. Colby taking him down, winning the ground, what I didn't expect. I mean, I guess what I kind of did expect and knew it could happen, but didn't receive it happen is the way the fight was going was that big shot Jorge landed. And was it the fourth round, I want to say, that actually yep. kind of dropped Colby. And Jorge didn't even bounce. I know he was tired, but he said it after the fight, like, no matter how tired you are, all the smack you guys have been talking, and you finally land your shot in the fight, and, and, and you need to go for it. Like, that was your moment to shine, and you let him recover. You sat there and, like, let him circle the octagon, get his feet back under him. And Kobe, after the fight, I want to say he tried to say he slipped on his feet. You got caught with the shot. Like, I know he never see this, but, I mean, you got caught with the shot. And uh, Jorge landed a, also a beautiful leg kick that dropped him in the second round, I believe. Um, so those are the those are the two most exciting moments of the fight, those drops. But that just goes to show you how dominant Kobe is because the rest of the fight was him just working his game, holding him down, working on positions, getting his back, threatening rear naked, threatening neck cranks, 
other than that, man, I, I really expected a lot more. Uh, but it was still it was still a good fight because I knew at any minute, every time they st- stood up, that Jorge has that one punch knockout that he can get him, and Colby's kind of more technical uh, instead of powerful. But um, it was exactly how I expected the fight pretty much to go. Uh, Jorge maybe having a one punch try, but Colby holding him down. Yeah, I mean Colby is just pushing the fight the whole time. Yeah, and he's the aggressor. He's taking him down. Like you said, he's threatening all these different chokes, and it's like I know nothing about wrestling, right? But like it's or just anything on the ground it's just so interesting to watch him like you know oh he's got the he's got him on the chin he he even cranked his neck a couple times like he's making jorge super uncomfortable on the ground but he's not actually like putting him in a submission but he's 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 wearing him down for sure and he's pushing the whole fight and i thought the first round uh jorge got a couple kicks on the leg of uh colby and he just didn't really stick with it i Uh thought he should have tried a couple more times but maybe he thought that every time he kicked, he was leaving himself open to, for a takedown, maybe. But he was getting taken down the whole fight anyway. Yeah, so funny story. Before no, I didn't mean you, you're so... No, you're good, you're good. Oh, I was saying my fault. But funny story about the fight is Kobe told one of the one of his medical or friends or someone in his, on his side that was saying, oh, I'm, I'm on your side, Kobe. He told him, he told him uh, uh, that I have a knee injury and I want to get a shot in it to help it. But he was lying. He didn't have a knee injury. And so then uh, the, at the, the weigh-ins face-offs the next day, Jorge is, well, I know you got something wrong with your knee. I'm coming for him. I'm going to kick that knee. And Kobe after the fight goes, I never had nothing wrong with my knee. I told that guy that to see what side he was on. And he went running to Jorge, telling him, I have a knee injury, putting that into Jorge's head. And he goes, I don't have no knee injury. I want him to think that to see what who's. So the guy that was supposed to be on Kobe's side, because they used to be training partners and friends, of course, went and told Jorge that, he, oh, he's got a so, so he's like, and now he goes, now I got to keep my friendship smaller than what it is. But um, yeah. Well, another thing, that's just a funny story. I kind of ran off there. But another thing about the fight was that I thought was beautiful is Kobe's, uh, I mean, Kobe, what's dangerous, I should say, is that Kobe is good at boxing too. Like he's technical at it. And he kept, when any, any exchange, he's smart. Any exchange he would get with Jorge, Jorge was trying to egg him on by keeping him standing, by sticking his tongue out, going, let's fight boxing. And then he would shoot, shoot a takedown on him and just hold him. That's what tricks Jorge. And that I was going to credit Dos Anos too, because he had one of the most beautiful level changes I've ever had. A level change, like when you when so like he was mid punch and he just ducked down, and like you know, like when you're boxing and you got to worry about someone taking you down, you're you're like your 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 mind's always on both. And but and Kobe knew he has no threat of being taken down, so he can do whatever. He's just toying with his food, do does whatever he wants. He can punch, he can take him down, do whatever. I think Jorge stuck one, one. I guess one thing that we didn't talk about that we should have was the beginning the eye poke. Uh, where Kobe poked him in the eye, and that kind of led to him getting against the cage and taking him down. Other than that, I think that uh, it was a little bit of controversy. Should have been stopped, but I don't think that was gonna that was gonna decide the fight. Kobe still dominated, so you know. Yeah, I mean, literally, what I saw from that, he poked him in the eye. They they of course be since he poked him in the eye, he didn't get his position back. But then maybe thirty seconds later, they were already back on the cage. Like uh-huh. it affected time. Like it took him another 30 seconds to get him back against the cage, but he did eventually get him back in the cage. Like he dominated the whole fight. He easily won four rounds out of five. Jorge probably won either the fourth or the fifth, but um, I, Colby won this fight pretty easily. So, um, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's honestly the threat of the wrestling. He was dominating that whole fight. Just, just get him on the ground, stay on top. And uh Yeah. Or get him to the cage and, and do all sorts of crazy things. So, yeah. all right, Noah, next week, you told me the fight card is not going to be the best. No. Any reasons why, or should we just skip it all together? Um, 
every fight card has sometimes what I've saw is that some of the worst cards end up being the best cards. So you got to watch every card if you're a fight fan. And and this is just not the most big name card. Tiago Santos is fighting the main event against uh, Inkalayev. And it's just not like a big, like, uh, I mean, he's only got one loss in Kalayev, and he's coming off a big win back in October. But other than that, it's not really like a big name card outside of, uh, outside of that. Um, Going to be a big fight for the lightweight division, but um, not really too many big names on, on the whole card. It's just kind of, you know, but when you have fights pretty much every week, you're not going to always get every fight card that's huge. But of course, if you're a fight fan, still check it out. Yeah, I mean, there could always be like, you know, an, a crazy up and comer who ends up being the best of their division on this card. Exactly. You know, it's, it all, you know, sometimes it happens, you know. So uh, just, of course, obviously something to keep our eyes on. Um, but anyway, that's been the podcast. It's been a lot of fun. I mean, obviously a pretty short one, but right now we're just kind of trying to focus on UFC for now. And uh, we'll definitely be getting into some bigger topics here soon. So, Noah, if there's anything else you want to say. Pete, we appreciate you guys checking us out and uh, stay tuned for more coming. We're gonna be a, uh, we still moving to a different channel? Should we we're gonna that? be we're gonna be doing all sorts of stuff. Okay, for sure, for sure. Yep. Yeah, thank you guys right. for checking it out. We appreciate the support and love, and we give it back and appreciate it. Peace out.